Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself questioning, why work so hard to barely be squeezing life in? So that I wouldn't become yet another attorney burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my terms from the inside out, which is what enabled me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating my way through the challenges of two kids and two bed rests, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm on a mission to help you do exactly that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both law and life. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome to the Life in Law Podcast. This is your host, Heather Mulder. And today's episode is truly exciting because we are getting into emotional intelligence, also known as EQ. And the reason I particularly find this subject so exciting is because it's a lot of what coaches really help lawyers with and other leaders with. When you hire a coach, especially when you hire a coach who's going to help you with career coaching, business coaching, that type of thing, executive coaching, management coaching, that anything that's going to help you be better at your job, it's going to need to include at least some work around emotional intelligence. And I think that there's a lot of talk around it a lot these days. It's important to understand what it is and how it can really help and benefit you. I find that a lot of attorneys definitely buy into this. They know they want to be more emotionally intelligent, but not everybody does. I do get a fair amount of rolling of the eyes whenever the subject comes up because they think of this as a soft skill that's not necessarily needed. But I'm here to convince you otherwise today. So we are going to get into exactly what emotional intelligence is. And we're also going to start off with the benefits of emotional intelligence because it's important to understand how it will benefit you in your day-to-day work, in your career trajectory and what you want to accomplish, and also within your life. This isn't just a career skill. It's a life skill that's going to help you in many, many ways, personally and professionally. Okay, so let's get to the very basics of what is emotional intelligence. It's basically the ability to understand and effectively manage your own emotions and also the emotions of others so that you can influence them in a positive way. So practically speaking, it begins with an awareness and acceptance around the fact that emotions impact behavior and hence results. If you are more aware of and able to manage your emotions and to some extent those of others, then you're more likely to get better results. That's what it all boils down to. So let's get into the specifics of the why, the benefits, those results that we're talking about. So the more emotional you are, the more reactive you're likely to be, right? It's a natural human behavior. And when you have a high level of emotions, it means more stress. We've talked before about how your emotions and your thoughts, your emotions are created from your thoughts, and then you respond out of those emotions and thoughts, which can create even more stress or exacerbate stress that already exists. But it's even more than that because it also impacts your ability to think rationally, right? When you're more emotional, that actually impairs cognitive thought and diminishes your decision-making abilities. So it's impacting 
your day-to-day work. You're not making decisions as well. You're not thinking as clearly. And then it also impacts your interpersonal skills. So think about that. Think about how often your emotions come into play in your day-to-day work and life. Some of us, this comes into play a whole lot within our work. Some of us manage to keep it out of work, but it comes into play within our lives. Most of us, it comes into play somewhere, and probably a little bit of both in both places, right? So let's think about like specifics here, what I'm talking about. Imagine a client calling to tell you that a project you thought you had another week on is now due in three days. There are thoughts and emotions that come into play, right? (laughs) Or if an opposing counsel questions your thinking and your abilities in front of a client, emotions are going to come to the forefront. Not so good ones, right? Or a partner you work for screams at you in a derogatory manner in front of others, even worse. So there are times when your emotions are going to run high. That is very normal. But it doesn't mean that they have to take over. You can take control of them so that they do not run you. And that's part of what emotional intelligence can help you with because it helps you to understand your own emotions better, helps you to understand when they're more likely to get a little high on the negative rating so that you can plan around them, so that you can deal with them appropriately when it happens, so that you can be ready and prepared. Also, It helps you to understand emotions of others, which means that you're going to have a better understanding of where other people are coming from. Doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but at least you'll understand them better, which means you can tailor your communications with them accordingly. So imagine, imagine how that might help you in your day-to-day work environment, even life. It's easier to have a conversation with an associate who's been underperforming. Might still hurt their feelings. They may not like hearing what you have to say, but you will have a better understanding of them about how this is going to impact them. And so you're going to be smarter about how you tailor your language and your tone and how you address them. Yeah, it'll still be uncomfortable, but it's easier to navigate with appropriate tone and understanding as a human when in that conversation with higher EQ, which then allows them to be much more open to listening to you and way less defensive, which enables them to do better moving forward, which helps you too, right? Another example, it's easier to hear when something is just off in a meeting with a client, opening up an opportunity for dialogue so that you can ask some questions and get a better understanding of what's going on. It can help create a more collaborative environment when you understand both yourself, your own emotions, the impact you, your emotions, your thoughts, your responses, the impact it has on other people, and then the emotions that they're having. When you're able to read, basically it's about reading a room also. Higher EQ people can walk in a room and read it very quickly And be much more nimble in their responses. Also, it allows you to think more broadly from varying perspectives so that you can address those perspectives appropriately given your end goal and the culture you want to have. 
At the end of the day, we are talking about more effective communication, better relationships, increased performance, and less stress on you too. So that means better mental, physical health, right? Higher emotional intelligence means more effective leadership, having a better organization, better culture, which means better team performance, and more success for you and your team. This is why it is so important. And that's why I say we we coaches who coach in the business, career, executive coaching realm, we deal with this all the time. We may not call it emotional intelligence all the time, but a lot of what we're working on is that. It's frankly a large part of the business coaching that I do. So now that you understand the basics of what emotional intelligence is and how it can help you, let's get into the five main prongs of emotional intelligence and really break down what we're talking about here so that you can have a better understanding of it and get started in your next steps, whatever they may be, whether it be hiring a coach or reading a book or just going out and practicing on your own to get better at this. There's lots of resources out there that you can find, but you really want to understand kind of the main prongs so that you can really break it down because it's more than just one thing and it's going to help simplify this for you. Per Daniel Goldman, an American psychologist who helped popularize emotional intelligence, EQ can be broken into five key elements or prongs, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. So let's break each one of these down. Number one, self-awareness. This is about understanding yourself and feeling comfortable with who you are, how you feel, and so on. So you understand your feelings, what's causing them, the underlying thoughts. You know your strengths and weaknesses. You admit to them and work to overcome or strengthen those areas of weakness. You know your blind spots and you're willing to deal with them. Very self-aware. And if you're not sure what blind spots are, you need to go back and listen to the interview I did with Licky Lajvi on understanding your blind spots. So I will link to that in the show notes. Very important concept to understand. This enables you to understand when you need help, who to seek help from, how to apply your strengths to help overcome them so that you can achieve the outcome you want. And self-awareness, y'all, is, of course, your starting point because you cannot increase your EQ without becoming and prioritizing your own self-awareness. It goes without saying, right? And I happen to have the perfect resource to help you with that. Something that will help you be more mindful. Something that will help you really pay more attention to what's going on inside of you and your thoughts. Something that will help you retake control of your emotions when under pressure, overwhelmed, and just plain stressed out. Something that will help you with all of those things and help you become more self-aware. And that is my resource, 5-Minute Stress Solutions, which has eight strategies that you can start using to calm your mind, think more rationally, and retake control of your emotions, think more positively, be more mindful, and create some more of that self-awareness. So I will have a link to that in the show notes. Be sure to download it. All right, so number one is self-awareness. Number two is self-management. This is about 
being able to control your emotions, adapt, and self-regulate. So there's a couple, like I think four main pieces to this. The first is self-control. So what do you do when you're stressed, you're under pressure, you're emotional? Do you lash out in emotions or are you able to manage it better? Which basically requires you to be more aware of it, which means you need to understand what triggers you to be that way, to feel those things that can lead to a lashing out, to that can lead to more emotional um, negative type feelings. Being able to identify it pretty quickly and managing it in a productive manner so that you don't lash out, right? So keeping yourself in check no matter what happens, basically. The next thing is adaptability. Being able to adapt to change. Life changes. Circumstance change. You cannot plan for everything. You do not know what is always coming. I think the last couple of years have proven that out, <laughs> right? You got to be adaptable. And so part of being able to manage yourself is accepting that change occurs, that it's okay, and that you can just adapt in the moment and trusting yourself to do that. The next one is achievement, what's called achievement orientation. So what this means is staying on your path to achieve your goals despite setbacks, circumstances, and obstacles. So there's always things that try to get in your way, that make it harder than what was planned, that are surprises that set you back. Do you give up or do you allow yourself to learn from it and keep moving forward? The ability to learn and keep moving is part of that self-management piece. And then the last one is near and dear to my heart. It's aligning to your values, not allowing circumstances to get you off track or out of congruence with who you are as a human based on what you value, what you feel is most important. So those are kind of the four pieces of self-management, that second prong. The third prong or element is motivation. So we're not talking about motivation for money or success here. This is about your internal drive. What makes you happy, passionate about doing the things that you do, pushing forward, going after your goals, creating your vision, doing your day-to-day stuff? Some of this is about purpose, fulfillment. Values, again, are really key here. Understanding what makes you tick. And then leading with that is what the motivation is really about. How do you stay motivated, keep going when things get hard? There's also a healthy dose of optimism in here. Highly EQ people are pretty optimistic people. They understand that things happen. They understand that things will get in their way. They understand that it's going to be hard, yet... They're willing to keep going because they're more positive about it. They reframe it. Reframing is key. And this is one of the techniques that's in 5-Minute Stress Solutions. Grab that free resource and it will help you with it as well. Now, we are not talking about toxic positivity here, okay? Um, Pretending there's a silver lining when there isn't. Making stuff up. Pushing yourself to just think positive when you can't. That's not what reframing is. That's not what I'm talking about in motivating yourself. There are moments in life where you don't, you're not happy, where things do suck. (laughs) It just is, right? Yet, you still can have that internal drive, those values, 
you still can reframe of, okay, this is challenging, this is hard, but here's what I'm learning that helps keep you moving forward through those hardships. That's what we're talking about with motivation. Okay, problem number four, empathy. This is about understanding the emotions of others in a way that allows you to relate to them so that you can see their problems, their challenges, everything from their perspective, or at least a perspective closer to theirs and not just yours. This is key to diffusing bias, right? We are all biased because we all have our own unique situations, our own circumstances, our own things that we've been through, and it creates a world view. It's important to understand that you have your own worldview and it is different from anyone else's and try to get to a place where you can start to see things from other people's perspectives and relate to them better. This helps in your relationships. This helps in your team building. This helps create a better culture. And frankly, it really diffuses stress because when you can relate to people better, then you can understand them, not necessarily agree with them, but understand them to a point where you can tailor your communications in a way where you're actually making sense to them, where they understand you. So part of this means listening to everything. Most people are terrible listeners. I'm just going to say that right now. We think we listen, but what we're really doing is in our mind as other people are speaking, we're thinking about what we want to say next. Or something they've said spurs a memory and we go down that memory lane. And so we're not truly 100% listening to them. You need to be open to listen, curious, like really paying attention to what it is people are saying. And by the way, you need to not just be paying attention to their words. People communicate in many ways. So opening up to listening is more than just the words they use. Sometimes it's their tone. Sometimes it's the specific words they've chosen to use that are different than what you might expect. Sometimes it's body language. Pay attention to all of those things and be real curious about what it says. You start doing that and really becoming more aware, you're going to start understanding people better. You're going to understand their perspective better. It's going to take some time. This is really a muscle you got to flex a lot, but it works incredibly well. Not only will you be able to relate to people better, but you'll then be able to respond in a way where they actually understand you more because you'll tailor your communication to them. So a trick that we coaches use, and pay attention to this if you have a coach, and if you're one of my clients, pay attention to this. When we have sessions, coaches often use language their clients utilize. So if you've got, if I've got a client who's talking about I don't understand or I don't see or I don't, you know, everything is very visual. I'll use visual language to ask questions. If it's feeling-based, I'll ask feeling-based, how does that feel versus how does that look? I use different language and ask questions in different ways depending upon their personality and the language that they use based on my own listening skills. Also, we use very specific language. If somebody describes I just feel super overwhelmed and overextended and everybody wants everything from me all the time. I am not going to say back to them, well, I'm hearing you saying that you're just really stressed out. No, that's not what they said. 
I'm hearing that you're really feeling overwhelmed because of how extend, overextended you are. And everybody seems to want everything from you. Is that correct? Tell me more. Utilizing their words makes it clear I'm fully listening to them and I'm starting to understand where they're coming from. Pay attention to everything and tailor your responses to that. Another example of this, that some people are just really good at this, my kids play baseball. Both of them have the same coaches, actually, in their select teams. And their coaches, they have two coaches, and Trey and Landon, and they're both incredibly good at reading kids. And they tailor their coaching styles to each kid's personality and and kind of what they can and cannot handle. Some kids need to be pushed more. Some can't. Based on personality, some are pushed in different ways. Some more through positive feedback only. Some have to be really told, look, no, that's it. That's not right. You know this. I expect more from you. It totally varies upon the kid, and it's tailored to each kid, and it is incredibly effective of bringing the best out of them. And let me be clear. This is not about manipulating people in bad ways. It's about understanding them in such a way where it enables you to communicate better with them so that you're all on the same page and you pull the best out of other people. All right. So the final element is social skills. So this is proficiency in building relationships, finding common ground, and building rapport. Being good at this helps you build a more collaborative and open understanding culture within your firm, your group, your company, your team, your family, whatever it is. Honestly, this builds upon all of the other stuff. You got to have empathy. You need to listen. You need to align to your values. You want to be adaptable. You want to have self-control. All of those things we've talked about play a part in your social skills. So this is where you use all of that to help build better relationships, help find common ground, and be more collaborative. I had a client who was incredibly good at this. Like she had high, high, high EQ. And it was obvious from the get-go. So what we did is we realized that, okay, you are incredible at reading people and knowing who you can put together to make really solid rock star teams. And so she did this incredibly well when she she was a corporate attorney in putting together deal teams. But she started to learn that she could utilize this skill to her advantage in putting together teams of people to go after big clients. She wanted to up her game in going out and getting bigger clients And why not put together rock star groups of people that would work well together, that would collaborate well together to do that? So that's an example of how you can utilize it within your business. EQ matters. It is going to help you be more successful. It is going to help you build better, stronger relationships. And it's not just going to help you at work. It's going to help you at home. So again, the best place to get started is with the self-awareness piece. And I highly recommend that you download 5-Minute Stress Solutions, as mentioned before, because it will help you with that piece. It will be in the show notes. And there's one other episode I want to refer you to that will also help you with your emotional intelligence, because a lot of this is about your mindset, about having the right mentality so that you can tackle it and 
really grow as a human being. I want you to listen to episode 51. It's about the mindset shifts that make you unstoppable. It's really going to help you let go of some of the things that I see holding lawyers especially and really any high achiever back that will help you kind of let go and adopt the mentality you need to start doing the things you want to increase your emotional intelligence. So go have a listen to that episode as well. Okay, that is it for this week. Bye for now. Are you tired of barely squeezing life in thinking, shouldn't there be more to life than this? Do you want to get to the next level, but without losing yourself in the process? Are you ready to start thinking and doing differently so that you can stop doing the same things over and over and over, hoping for a different result? If any of this speaks to you and you're ready to do something about it, starting now, book a call with me to find out how I can help. Go to lifeandlawpodcast.com forward slash free call.